Kenobi's coming out in just a few weeks. We've got a few episodes between now and then. Uh, they've released two trailers, and I'm calling it now. I'm just calling it now. Uh, I've already, I'm all, I've already nicknamed the Grand Inquisitor. Um, I, you know, there was a lot of controversy over it, but after seeing him again in still photos and the second trailer, he's going to be known as Wilson from here on out. Yes. Because if that yes. doesn't look, if that, <laughs> that doesn't look like a volleyball, I don't know oh, what does. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, so I just pulled it up just as you said that, and yeah. we watched it, and yes, does that it? is a volleyball, dude. It is. I mean, I'm sure the guy does a great job as the Inquisitor. I'm I'm excited to see what this Rupert guy. Well, that doesn't make it. That doesn't make a, mean I'm going to pick on him any less about it. Oh, no, I know, I know. But it's just <laughs> oh, my, with all the controversy that went on about it with the yes, first tra- sizzle trailer. I know, I know, right? It's a volleyball. <laughs> He's an Inquisitor volleyball. Wilson, um, I'm sorry, Wilson. <laughs> I got nothing. Who knew? We, let's just end the show right now. We can't. <laughs> we can't get top that. We're That's... not gonna top that. No, no without a doubt, man. we're not gonna top that. Uh, so, who knew Kanan was a volleyball fan? All right. So <laughs> every time, every time I see him, I'm gonna scream, Wilson. Wilson! I'm sorry, Wilson. Oh my god. So. That's what uh, that's what uh, the Kenobi show show will need is a is a uh, Tom Hanks running around in the background somewhere. I'm, I wish I knew how to make a meme. I would do that. Oh, I know. Wouldn't that be hilarious? All right, let's get into the show. Uh, All right, welcome to Hyperspace Heroes. This is Brown Leader signing in. Who else do we have tonight? Uh, Brown Three is here. I guess Brown Four is here as well. All right. Well, welcome, guys. Uh, this is our first recording since getting home from ICC, C, 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 C. And now That's that a lot uh, of C's. it is a lot of C's now that, uh, well, we brought it. You guys brought a big C home, but that's a whole nother story. Um, <laughs> so that is a whole nother story. Yeah, let's that not go much. there. Now, now that you guys have uh, recovered from the tr- from the road trip. Uh, folks getting old travels a little hard on the body sometimes but anyway uh, so now that we're recovered getting back into the swing of things this is our first episode post ICCC Um, I am going to I got access to our um, ECPC TV uh, podcast episode and I'll be getting that uh, thrown up here pretty soon it was our first uh, video podcast which was kind of cool it was a lot of first experiences for all of us um but overall, let's just do a quick wrap-up of the show. And uh, what did you guys, now that we've kind of had some room to breathe and, and, and germinate over the whole thing, what were your thoughts on... Uh, <laughs> germinate, really? Germinate, yeah. Really? What, you, had, what, you had to go there. What, what were your ideas? <laughs> <laughs> as, uh, as our friends over at Rule the Galaxy call it, ICCC. I can remember how many Cs there are if you say it that way. That's I like that. Mm-hmm. And, and if you... It, my only thought is real life sucks. I want to live in a con all the time. I want to live in the ICCC all the time because it's so much fun. It was awesome for sure. Um, better than any, uh, better than, I haven't been to two Star Wars celebrations. I can say it was better than going to either one of those. It was, it was definitely awesome. I think there are a lot of, uh, a lot of great fans there like a like a little community 
Yeah, you know, I've been to I've been to three celebrations. Got to rub that one in. Um, and and while I've enjoyed celebration, the size of the ICCC is just about perfect. Uh, you you'd see the same faces over and over, and you could run into them and say hey, and just talk. And everybody was like your friend you just hadn't met yet. Uh, anywhere and everywhere you went, I every time I happened to go outside. I yeah, would uh, yeah, I, I'm taking up smoking next time. Yeah, we go. well, for the record, I don't smoke, but uh, I, I would go to the smoking area, and you would bump into people, uh, anybody from somebody who was making T-shirts to movie stars, and it was just a hoot to be able to talk to all of them like real people. Something you don't get at some of the bigger conventions. Right on, right on, and uh, Brown Ten, uh, Mr. Havens himself. Did, has posted that they are already in the works of finding a larger venue for next year because it just keeps growing and growing and it was his fourth convention in five years and yeah as we saw there were a few parts where it was kind of busting at the seams there a couple of little uh uh vader choke points you know where <laughs> vader choke points yeah really? um where it was uh, a little hard to breathe at times just because of how clustered it was but um yeah, he, he is saying that he is already starting the work on next year's to make it even bigger and better. But, you know, you hit on the key word there, I think, uh, Scruffy, which was community. And it, it just did. It just felt like a community. And, and like you were saying, JP, the, uh, um, you know, you could just kind of be hanging out and run into people. And, and uh, it was just you never knew who you were going to talk to um, and where that was going to lead to. I mean, so... I know some of the highlights, you know, for us, uh, from a podcasting perspective, it was the first time we ever did video, first time we ever showed our faces on video. Well, and, and before you go on, you said you're going to be posting uh, the video of our live podcast, and I, I'm kind of thinking we we need to holiday special that thing and bury it, because <laughs> people do not need to see us. <laughs> We we are not the faces you want want to be looking at for whatever fifteen twenty minutes we ever whatever we got. It was a lot of fun. It was fun to have a live audience, but man, the, the pressure was just ramped up for that one. At least for me. You Pretty did a great. Time. You did a great job with the live audience. You were uh, you were you worked that crowd really well. And, I uh, I speak in front of people for a living, so that didn't you know. But right, you know, I I was. You know, you, you think you're a Star Wars expert till you get into a room full of Star Wars experts. Then you realize how little you know. And oh, I know. That, that's where I felt the pressure. <laughs> what was that? Oh, man. Who was that one guy in the podcast room? The back of the cereal box guy or something? Oh, and yeah. He, he was going deep. Holy cow on some stuff. But, um, yeah, we saw some. Uh, the whole thank you again to the ECPC TV crew. Uh, you guys were great. Um what a fun podcast room. We are definitely going to be spending more time in there next year. Um, we wanted to kind of roam the floor to kind of get a feel for the show this year and see what it was like. And I think next year we'll still do some live streaming and we'll still do some roaming and some, uh, uh, I'm going to enhance the whole man on the street kind of concept. I got some ideas for next year, but yeah, I think next year we definitely want to get a table in there. Um, rule of the galaxy got to sit in on like three or four other podcasts, which was kind of cool. And I, I know for me, uh, there was just an energy in that room. Uh, you talk about community, another sense of community in that room. Everybody was just kind of getting along and having a great time and, and uh, jumping on each other's podcasts and just having some great spontaneous conversations. 
and um, yeah, I think we definitely want to spend more time there next year. Well, and, and and you know, I'm probably jumping the gun here. You want to talk about this, but hey, we happen to be in the room when they when they brought Anthony Daniels in uh, for for a one on one, and how cool was that to be one of like a dozen people in the room to watch that happen live? Oh my god! I know closed door session, and then he looked right over my shoulder. Which is a geeky thing, nerdy thing to say when that guy's when that guy's <laughs> cell phone went off, and you you know that's happened how many times? Because his reaction was instantaneous. Yeah. I mean, it was R two, and right in the C three PO voice and everything, and it was just hilarious. And then at least I'm so glad because I thought he was looking right at me, and then he's the guy in the purple T shirt, and I was like, okay, all right, he knows it's not me. I'm not on. I'm not going to be hashtag poor Tim for the rest of this episode. <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't my cell phone because my notification tone is R2-D2. And, and that would have... Oh, man. Oh, that would have been perfect. Oh. That would have that been awesome. That would have been... The only thing worse would have been, hello, Moto. When, uh... <laughs> or my Jar Jar. That would have oh, been yeah. worse. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because um, wow. that, well, that's what goes off when YouTube send me a text. <laughs> so, yeah. So, the, uh, the podcast portion, to have that... And to have such easy access to it was great. You know, I've been watching other podcasters on Twitter, the ones that are getting accepted into Celebration. And, you know, and that's a much larger thing. And I, they've got us. I can't imagine how many submissions they get to that one. Oh, but, my um, I'm just glad that we've gotten in on ICCC now uh, as it's growing so that we've gotten in, hopefully. Um, you know, Kenner continues to, we have conversations with, I, I emailed with him actually just last week and sent him a suggestion for a guest and he said he'd look into it. And, uh, I, I just, I love being, I love that we're kind of part of the process now too. And I love the thing that I love about, uh, I triple C with, along with community is the fact that it's, it's all about camaraderie of the passion for, our love for star wars so you know he's a big proponent uh michael is of everyone that promotes the fandom everyone that gets the word out everyone that pushes and sp helps spread the the fandom and, and you know what we do with this and so uh big props to him on that big props to the ecpc tv crew um another highlight i thought was uh the jawas oh the dancing uh, jawas Love the dancing Jawas. Those those the dancing guys, Jawas were awesome. They were phenomenal, and they were in character the whole time, which was just fantastic. I mean, talk about immersion. Um, they just totally. I don't know who they are, but kudos. I will continue to talk about you guys and girls, um, and the fact that the, I got dragged into it. I mean, I was just standing there minding my own business, and I had to blow up a whoopee cushion farm. And uh, <laughs> and they were in character when they asked me. They never said a word. They just did the little Java speak. And then as I'm blowing it up, they're clapping and jumping yeah. and just. And it was great. Total immersion into the act. And they just never, ever, ever broke the fourth wall on it. And it was just what a great little. I don't know. I definitely was one of the highlights for me. Well, you know, all the cosplays were good. Yeah, I I, I appreciate the Jawas too, but. Um, <clears throat> I can't remember the fella's name. He was dressed as an orange Mando, and he carried a boombox and was dancing all the time. Oh, what a hoot that guy was. He was I in got, a different... Oh, go ahead. That, that guy had some moves. I'm, I'm a little did. jealous. I'm a little jealous of the moves. 
he had a different uh, costume on the next day. Another a different cosplay. The oh, next did he? Day. Yeah, yeah. I saw him because he was wearing the same contacts, those you know really eerie eyes. Okay. And um, I'd seen him without the helmet before. So, well, we did actually when we were out at your uh, yeah. smoke, smoking bench. The smoke hole. The smoke. <laughs> we were when we were at uh, DB Smoke Hole, and uh, mm -hmm. you know, it just uh, I, I did see him walking around the other the next day in a different cosplay. So you know, he's all in. I love that, and uh, it was just. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, I know what I... Okay, so you guys had VIP passes for the event. I had a press pass. VIP pass, was it worth it? Yes or no? Worth every penny. Every penny. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, just the access to things, the line skips. Oh, my gosh. I mean, well, let's let, let's stop for a second and talk about the facility. Uh, it, was at, it was at the Sheraton Hotel, which is a really large hotel. And... I don't know if, if you guys saw any of the videos or any of the overheads. Um, uh, I think it was Stephen Hopwood from the security uh, folks there posted an aerial showing how the line wrapped around the building completely. Uh, it was at least three quarters of the way. It was back around by the room uh, that we had, uh, which was unbelievable. It was a couple hour line to get in. Yet with a VIP line, we waited, what? 10 minutes maybe we jumped right in and once Come you on. were in you had access back and forth to the hotel i mean it was fantastic if you got tired if you had things you you wanted to take up to your room it was right there what a what a yeah, yeah it was, it's it's nice that the vip pass were limited to us a, a more of a select a lower number than would be for other other conventions if had VIP passes that were one of three thousand, it's like uh, how 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 exclusive is that? Right. Yeah, it's still a huge. He's still waiting in huge lines with the other two thousand nine hundred ninety nine VIP passes versus uh, ICCC, which was one of three hundred and fifty. Right. And then Maybe, having a whole day. Worth it. And yeah, then having a whole <laughs> VIP day where it was nothing but VIP and press. I mean, what a difference between that day and saturday yeah friday was oh, yeah. fantastic i mean you could roam freely and and get close to the tables get close to the stars um saturday yeah i mean saturday was a rough day if i if i had had a general public pass i would have been you know maybe a little frustrated about the lines but um that's what you expect from a con is that many people but by having vip on that friday wow wow mm -hmm. right and it in I, I remember hearing from you guys too the it seemed like the stars that they had were able to take more time with everybody on Friday you know when they were doing oh, picture, definitely. pictures and autographs and all that they had you know they had minutes with each person as opposed to just a quick oh here you go you know thanks for stopping by click next click next you know I'll let Scruffy go on that a little bit more he he sprung for the autographs and Got got some pretty cool autographs and a pretty cool poster. I'll let him tell you all about that. Oh yes, the Clone War final season poster. It was pretty awesome. Uh, got to spend some time talking to Matt Lanter, mm -hmm. James Arnold, James Arnold Taylor. Yep, it was uh, it was it was pretty awesome experience. Yeah, didn't get, to, didn't get to spend too much time talking to Ashley. She was a little more quick and 
quick, but uh, that was later in the later in the afternoon when there were more people lined up all of a sudden again. Yeah, I think she had a bigger line, but to stand there and and watch Obi Wan's voice come out of this human was kind of kind of fun was, to see. That was awesome. Yeah, he would do I, voices. I know. I'm sorry we got. I'm sorry we missed their podcast episodes. That would have been fun to be in the room with those as well. That would have been. Yeah. Where where did we end up at during that? I don't remember. We I were, think we took a lunch was. break around then and went up to the room. Oh, yeah. I think you guys had had some pie or something and needed to lay down after that. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I uh, I crashed. <laughs> uh, blood sugar spiked humongously. I had to get that back under control. That's what happens yeah. when you get old. Yeah, you know, Michael Havens uh, pushed the pie, and the pie was fantastic, but you might as well just open a bag of sugar and spoon it into your mouth it was that sweet <laughs> yeah that um yeah that we will not be doing that again next year i will not uh, wander around the uh, show floor or go to a pod go to record a live podcast with a blood sugar count of four four twenty eight <laughs> yeah i was uh i was happy i was doing my own thing during that time <laughs> i probably would have been in the same shape um the uh let's see Going back to JP Smokehole there. Um, so we got to meet Clem So and do a quick one minute interview with him because of. Uh... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you guys meet George Lucas too when you're out there? <laughs> I, I tried to call you guys. You didn't. No. I, I was just sitting out on the bench one morning and here comes Clem So, you know, who's been in the, the, the sequels, he's been in several. James Bond films, Doctor Who. I mean, this guy is everywhere. He's a face you see, but you don't know who he is. He just pops out, and he's enjoying, you know, the beautiful morning. And I said, hey, are you Clem? And he said, yeah. And he came over and sat down, and we just, you know, shot the breeze for a good 15, 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. And uh, we... don't roll your eyes at me, Scruffy. I, I'm, I'm, I'm smoking next time. <laughs> No, mm -hmm. it was it was awesome and that's it goes back to right back to that sense of community i mean it, the fact that everything was all on one campus so to speak you know and we could intermingle you know with a lot of people doing their thing you know and to meet you know somebody like clem and now we're you know we're definitely following him on all of his social and reposting his stuff and getting some likes from him and you know just building those relationships and i think it's great you know to meet people we were meeting people we just didn't even realize we would end up meeting and i think that was a, another part of the a great experience um what did you guys think about the guest lineup overall and the panels and i thought the guest lineup was awesome um it was far better than any smaller con that i would have expected it to be you know, some, you know, the, the the smaller cons generally have this, you know, not quite such big names, but I mean, Ian McDermott, Anthony Daniels, you don't get much bigger than that um, in the Star Wars world. Unless you got Harrison Ford and Mark Hamill and George, George Lucas up there. Good luck but, with that. Uh, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty awesome. Um, you know, I'm excited to see a different venue next year, but I hope that it doesn't get too big. I hope that it continues, uh, you know, being able to be all-inclusive, park your car and not get back in your car for the rest of the weekend if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. I liked being able to just walk up to the room real quick, grab a cold uh, cold Diet Mountain Dew, um, 
take a load off for a minute, drop off the uh, stuff that I purchased, and head back out to the floor. So speaking of purchases, uh, any great finds? Some things that you guys... Uh, I picked up a really nice, really, really nice A-Wing pilot. Vit, uh, Final 17 A-Wing pilot. I got that from the uh, the ICC store. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Um, from Mr. Ha the Haven's uh, store there. Yeah. Uh, picked up a nice stormtrooper. Picked up a few miscellaneous weapons, a couple parts. I found the ever-elusive training ball and arm for the Falcon. Um, I know that's been a been a grail search for you for a long yeah, time. For, for sure. quite a, for quite a while, for quite a while. And if I could just find one more one training ball, I'll have uh, both Falcons will have a training ball and an arm. Oh wow, nice. Some, uh, you know, radar disc, some other miscellaneous parts for the Falcons. I'd like to get them both back together here. Um, hopefully this year. Hopefully this year, but uh, we'll we'll see. I can't afford to spend a fortune chasing yeah, the rest I, of this price down anytime soon here. I scored a few figures that I was missing, mostly some murder bears, but I found some good complete ones. Murder uh, bears. Murder bears. Um. I probably could have completed my original run if my bank account had allowed it uh, because there was just so much there on the sales floor. Um, it was a little overwhelming, uh, wasn't it? It was a little overwhelming. Um, personally, I, I hoped there would have been more loose vintage. And when I say vintage, I mean 70s and 80s. I don't mean 90s solo flex, you know. Um <laughs> <clears throat> just because that's more what I was looking for was the vintage stuff and, and I need needed parts and, and figures. But I did find plenty. I, I found a part for a snowspeeder. Actually, I found a couple of parts for a snowspeeder I've been rebuilding. Um, and uh, something else we'll talk about here in a minute. I did find um, uh, Power of the Force X-Wing from... Oh, the late 90s or early 2000s, but I found that in the room sale. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I found plenty on the floor, uh, on the main sales floor. Uh, I, I could have spent a lot more money. Found some good artwork, too. It's plenty of good artists there. Yeah, there was a lot of good artists there. Oh, mm -hmm. somebody got me started on a uh, hammerhead uh, army. Thank you. Just what I needed. <laughs> you suck, by the way. Uh, oh, we had a, we had eight more power droids. How about that wind-up gonk? That wind-up gonk is epic. <laughs> I love the wind-up gonk. He is way cool. I bought uh, um, I bought uh, from uh, oh my god Scott Baker. He had those uh, two three foot cutouts. They look like the action figures and such. Yes. I, I was actually going to buy an R two for myself, and he had sold out. But I. I did bring home a uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle for Mrs. DB because she likes the turtles. So she put it up in the mom cave. Very cool. Nice. So you see what's going on on the TV behind me, right? Yeah, I've been watching that. So you remember uh, that one artist that we interviewed real quick, Brian DeGuire, he was telling me a cool story when he was at Celebrations. And, you know, he had that kind of cool retro art style. And 
in the corner of one of his uh, designs, the one for the pod race, is those the two-headed announcer guy. Mm-hmm. And um, when mm-hmm. he, I think he said when he was at Celebration last, uh, Greg Froops, who is a comedian yeah. and does one of the voices, happened to wander by and saw it yeah, and asked if awesome. asked if he could have one. But then he ended up coming back and signing one for him. Oh, nice. And, yeah, in trade for the artwork. And uh, so now he's just got to get the other announcers. Uh, oh, how cool is that? Autograph. Well, but yeah, awesome. I thought that was a very cool design. But yeah, and it was things like that. Little cool stories, you know, sharing experiences with with some of the people there and hearing things that you would have never, you know, normally heard anywhere else. Because we had the time to talk. We had the time to chat with them. And um, yeah, room sales. So for a good time, oh, pe- people were. The, oh, go ahead. The, the, the Kenner uh, crew. The crew yes. from Kenner there. Mm-hmm. That was epic. Um, I don't get starstruck very easy, but it was very cool to meet those people and you know to be able to see the people who created my childhood. And I can't say enough how awesome it was to see and meet those people and talk to them. Yeah, Jim Swearingen. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. But man, I saw him walking the floor a bunch of times, just casually enjoying. And if you didn't know who he was, he was just somebody else there. But Here's a guy that, I mean, and, and I found this out by talking to him because he was just that great just to spend the time. Not only, you know, did he create all this Star Wars stuff, but pre-Star Wars, as a very small child that was a $6 million man, was my hero. And he was responsible for that line as well. And I thought, this guy has no idea the impact he's had on my life. No, 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 no. Yeah, exactly. no, 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 no. <laughs> Thanks for not letting me down there. <laughs> of course not. Uh, yeah, I, and that's that's the thing. I mean, just how approachable was everybody? Kim Simmons was great. I didn't think we could get him to stop talking. Oh, my so, gosh, yeah. Right, so, um, yeah, th- so through the sense of community, we made a lot of connections. We've actually got some upcoming guests uh, that we will be announcing soon once we lock those interviews in uh, with some people that we met there. And... Uh, uh, but one group we can talk about, I've mentioned them already, Rule the Galaxy, another Star Wars podcast. Uh, we're going to definitely get together at some point and do some uh, episodes with them. I have them on our show, and we're going to go on their show and, and talk Star Wars. And they just did a cool uh, May the 4th live stream uh, from a comic book store down where they're located in Indianapolis. I watched a good portion of that. and uh, But yeah, they were pretty cool guys. It was It was fun meeting other people. You know, we, we talked to all these people, you know, on Twitter and stuff, and then to actually meet them. Um, bummed we didn't get to meet, um, uh, well, I ran into her, but somebody on our My Star Wars uh, Facebook group was going to be there in her, oh, what did she call it? The uh, Daft Punk Mando armor. Oh, yes. Nikki. Nikki, yeah. So what? I did run into her real quick, told her, you know, uh, she was there on Saturday, and... Uh, was going to find you guys. And then I think we got uh, squirreled with something else. And then uh, next thing we know it was Sunday. And I think she was only there on Saturday. So sorry about not missing you on that Nikki, but um, yeah, I mean, it was just, you know, we just didn't know who we were going to run into. And that was a very cool, you know, talking to some of the artists and talking to, you know, the guy that did last year's badges and um, you know, hey, I met their girl who was doing next year's badges. Right. The young artist, I think she's 17, and she's already been uh, commissioned to do wow. next year's badges. 
that's awesome that is just awesome and um yeah i mean it's just uh yeah i don't know what else to say about the show guys i mean it was just well you know no go ahead sir i was just say other than hashtag poor tim i just don't know (laughs) i i I was gonna go there because we did get in the panel to see both ian mcdermott and anthony daniels and that was a limited audience actually um you know having been to celebration where you go into these halls that hold 2,000, 3,000 people. This was a very uh, uh, intimate, intimate engagement where there was no bad seat in the house. And, and I mean, you could see these people clear as day. They weren't just little spots down on a stage. And to watch them and hear their stories, what fun. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And even had the power of the force when Ian McDermott came on stage. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> the lights went out. Um, how perfect was that? Right. Uh, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, when we were, got to see uh, Ian McDermott, uh, he came on stage and was waving. And then as he was it as he was going to sit down or something, all of a sudden the whole house, all the house lights just dimmed, like on cue. And later on, we come to find out uh, when they were doing a Q&A section that it was some guy had accidentally leaned against the light switch in the room. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> I mean, just how, how great is that? Uh, the only other thing, too, I was going to mention was that we also got your uh, DB. We got your auxiliary call sign. So, uh, yeah, um, let's let that go. <laughs> so when we're when we're mad at you, we'll just say. And uh, yeah, that'll be your call sign for when we're mad at you. <laughs> oh, don't think I forgot about it. Yeah, for those of you wondering why he's calling me JP tonight instead of DB, uh, there's there's a story behind that. And how great was that song to be playing as the last song (laughs) pulled into your driveway? (laughs) That that couldn't have been more apropos if we tried. I know, right? Right Yeah, that was that was awesome. Um, Yeah. So, any final any uh, any other thoughts as we wrap this up? Room sales. That kind. Oh yeah, and this does. also is incorporating our collection corner segment of the show too since we're talking collectibles yeah room sales for a good time go see scruffy in room whatever it was 4059 yeah room sales were awesome uh it went a lot lot smoother than i thought it would uh you know just little breaks here and there but there was this constant a constant stream of people in and out of the room i did sell i did make some sales uh, a little painful to let some of it go, but um, it is what it is. Did it help defray the cost for you, though? Uh, y- yes, yes. Uh, not as much as I would have liked, <laughs> but, you know, hey, every little every little bit counts, right? Mm-hmm. Well, you know, uh, if, if you're listening and you don't know what we're talking about, uh, people in the, in the hotel just would sell out of their rooms. You know, starting at whatever, 8 o'clock at night until whenever. Just pop your door open and wander from room to room. And and there was so much for sale. I, I don't even know how to describe it. But I did I did buy my X-Wing from a fellow there. Again, somebody that I had interacted with several times on the ICC page. And there he was. We figured out who each other were. And he had a ship I wanted. So I bought it off him. But 
again, it's community people you've you, you've met online but never met in person, but here they are, and, and it's like somebody you've always known. Yeah, and we even had like some of the big IC, some of the bigwigs of the IC groups going room to room and trying to connect names to faces and meet yeah. people, and, and that was great. Oh yes, the edit guy, mm-hmm. Mark, uh, mm-hmm. Mark, Mark Ro- 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 Rosenberg. 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 Yes. Rosenberg. Yep. Yeah. Yep, great guy. And then, I worship uh, that guy. How many ads does he have? And uh, never scruffy, enough. Scruffy, your best friend Robin there. <laughs> oh yes. Uh, yeah, it was, it was it was it was an awesome experience. Yep. And, and oh, go ahead. I, I got to tell you guys, uh, last week when I was sequestered in the man cave for five days, I was watching some wrap up videos. Uh, some other groups had posted on YouTube. And I will have to look up which one, but there was there was quite a lengthy one of a group of guys uh, for the whole weekend. But they did do room sales uh, one night. They they were wandering from room to room, and you guys were in their video. Really? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yep. I, and it was funny because they zoomed right in on the placard showing your room number, and then they oh, walk in, and funny. and there you guys were. I was not in the room at that time for whatever reason. But... You were probably outside smoking, talking to George Lucas, and no, I think it was Spielberg at that point. Spielberg, but... okay, Spielberg, yeah. Did he say? Did I think I might know who that was? Did he say something? Was it kind of a younger guy? Well, younger than us. Oh, like and... these guys were in their mid thirties, maybe. Oh, okay. Because I know there was somebody, and I remember he was doing some sort of live stream, and there was a chat going on because he was like. Uh, somebody in the chat had said, where are the, where are the prostitutes at? And he was like, no prostitutes. And, uh, I knew he was live streaming at the moment when he was in the room. I, I think, I think that was them actually. Okay. All right. Yeah. I remember them coming in. Oh, that's fun. That's great. Yeah. I met, uh, somebody from Galactic Dads in the Force Dyad podcast, uh, which was fun. Um, got to swap in stories and everything. And, uh, seen them a lot around a lot on twitter and so yeah it was pretty cool yeah i think room sales were almost as much fun as uh hanging out outside smoking well some of the rooms even had free beer Mm-hmm. i probably I am, shouldn't be ad- advertising that but <laughs> I, I am kicking myself for the what i'm gonna call the white whale now the one i did let get away i didn't buy on the final night of room sales and i was like nah i'm gonna pass and I, now i wish i had which item? Uh, the exclusive white boba. Oh, oh, yes. Yeah. So the Walgreens exclusive. I should have. But whatever. Should have jumped on it. But uh, yeah, I'm sure BB and I can go on for hours about the sales that we should have. The purchases we should have made but didn't. Mm-hmm. I should have lowered the price on something I had for sale. I probably could have gotten rid of it. But my greedy butt didn't want to do that. No, there's always next year. True. I hope next year is just as fun because this this was a hoot. This was a blast. Yeah, it was absolutely. Um, all right. Well, any final thoughts? We'll move on to kind of what uh, the other main topic of the episode tonight. You know, if I had a final thought, we we keep going back to this sense of community, and I remember on the first day I, I was out in the smoke hole out there. And uh, up walks Michael Havens. And uh, I introduced myself, and he remembered us. He remembered coming on our podcast, and I thought, man, this guy's probably done hundreds of interviews. 
hundreds, you know, between podcasts and the media and whatever. And he remembered us. And, and um, I said, hey, can we take a selfie? And he did. I thought, how cool is that? Because this guy is as big a celebrity as anybody else there. You know, it's yep. his show. But then I look around and I see he's taking selfies with everybody. This guy has time for everybody. He stops mm -hmm. and talks to everybody. And that's, you know, just that that's the personification of this whole con. Well, I went out and live streamed every morning, uh, but he would do a greeting at the beginning of every day to the, the front of the line and he'd stand and shake hands, yep. you know, for the first so many people coming through and, and, uh, yeah, it was great. Absolutely. Any final, uh, thoughts, Scruff? Uh, nope, nope. I'm just, uh, sitting here <laughs> contemplating, uh, somebody's, uh, new nickname. <laughs> Let it go. That is never going to get because, old. Oh no! Because, nope, nope. We're gonna we're gonna hold on to that one. Yeah, because if you if you you're, start you're, you're, that, you're gonna have to tell this whole story of where yeah. it came from. Oh, we don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. It's gonna come out eventually. You're gonna upset me, and I'm gonna throw it out there. And <laughs> once we get once we get to be large enough to actually run a Patreon, that'll be a Patreon exclusive. Oh yes. <laughs> Uh, all right. Well, cool. All right. So there's our wrap up for ICCC. And uh, it was a great time and already looking forward to next year. I'm going to start planning some some fun. Um, okay. So it is we are in the month of May and we are already past uh, May the 4th, Star Wars Day. And uh, we're a couple weeks out yet from the, I don't know, some new Star Wars show that just happens to be coming out. Um, There's a new Star Wars show coming out? Yeah, something new. I don't know. Something about a volleyball and a sand on a big sand planet. So, um, Wilson! <laughs> Wilson! I'm sorry, Wilson! <laughs> that is just never going to get old. Nope. Uh, so, the uh, other main topic I thought we'd discuss tonight uh, on May 4th, I was. I got a call from my daughter and we'll we'll kind of dub her brownie too and because she's uh, you know she does have a she has an interest for may 4th her and her boyfriend will call him brownie 2.5 um <laughs> we're watching uh they were actually celebrating may the 4th the star wars day and they were watching episode one and she called me with a question uh which is what we're going to discuss now which is midichlorian all right let's open this can of worms and it's uh she asked you know hey you know we were watching episode one and they talked about you know anakin having the you know over twenty thousand, the largest ever uh but then we were curious you know and she and 2.5 there kind of got into an argument and we're googling well, who has the most you know midichlorians and so that was her question to me was you know who i she wanted me to settle the argument and who had the the most midichlorians and i'll be honest midichlorians is something yeah it's in the prequels and it's in mentioned briefly in the sequels to, in order to give it some legitimacy in my opinion um but it's not something i've put too much thought in um you know the ease they were googling all sorts of answers and in doing research for tonight i can see where they were getting some of their their uh, discussion points um but i know for our discussion tonight i went back to the the one true source which is uh the 
Wikipedia, you know. Yeah, but, Wikipedia. Um, so, you know, a lot of things I read, but then I was just hitting Google searches too, and I could see where, because they were in an argument whether Luke had more midichlorians uh, or, you know, Anakin or, or somebody else. And so I told her, uh, I told her what every father would say, and I said, well, you know, um, kind of in the middle of something right now but if you stay tuned to our next episode and uh we'll we'll have that answer for you <laughs> she, i didn't put it quite like that she actually did she's like oh so you want me to subscribe to your podcast is that what you're saying so i can find out the answer that way and i said well yeah absolutely why don't you do that um it's a good so answer it is so i thought we <laughs> i thought it'd be you know it's one of those things i've never put a lot of into in terms of star wars lore i know it's a thing well um i thought i oh, thought i'd open it up and let's discuss well i've probably put a little too much thought into it because you know i have uh i have i have high i'm a high level functioning anxiety type person um i i don't fall asleep very easily and things that keep me awake at night while that list is extremely long uh, one of them happens to be really stupid Star Wars questions. <laughs> so I have actually woke up in the middle of the night and researched this question. So to start it off, we will define what the actual definition of midichlorine is as based on the Star Wars Encyclopedia, which is a true Star Wars source. And is defined as a microscopic life form that resided within all living cells and was capable of communicating with the Force. So, as a microscopic life form that resides within all living cells. Um, Wikipedia goes on to say that, you know, pretty much the same definition is uh, microscopic life forms that live within our living cells. So, each cell contains the midichlorines. So, by that definition, we would say, we would be able to assume that, you know, a a cell, a living cell inside a body, contains the same midichlorine count as every other cell inside that same person's body. Hence the reason why Obi-Wan was able to get an accurate count of Anakin's, or Anakin's midichlorine count through the blood test that he took. Qui-Gon. Or Qui-Gon, yes, I'm sorry. Qui-Gon was able to test Anakin's blood to get a midichlorine count. So... For the, those of us who want to argue, um, since Vader no longer has arms and legs, does he have less midichlorines? No. Uh, each cell contains that should contain that same number of midichlorine count. So, agreements on any of that, or uh, I look like uh, DB is ready to uh, jump in. You know, to quote my least favorite Star Wars movie, but my favorite character, every word you just said is wrong. <laughs> oh, bring it on. <clears throat> First of all, midichlorians are the biggest cop-out George Lucas did. Oh, you are not going there. Oh, I am so going there. Hey, you JP, know, JP. You're, oh. You're, 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 yeah, I'm going to pull it out here in a minute. Just just remember where the midichlorians are stored, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Wilson? Yeah, I've I, 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 I debunked that theory, okay? They're, they're not just stored there. Um. Uh, no, I, I seriously think that was 
a plot device Lucas needed to somehow measure Anakin's force abilities. And, and I think it was a cop-out because they used it in episode one, but you don't hear much about it throughout. I mean, you never heard it in the original trilogy. Um, you did not, but was it not a part of the wills um, as an as original? Oh, you're going to make me go back and read the original novelization? Because it's been 20 oh, years no, since oh, I've done no. that. If, if, if you're going to tell me that everything I said is wrong, then yeah, <laughs> I, I would expect <laughs> that uh, you would um, you would go back and source it all out. I'm just like a good politician. I needed a good opening line, okay? Um, uh-huh, okay. And now, now you're going to make me back this stuff up? Uh, no, I, I, I can back mine up so far. I didn't make any of this so up. So what you're saying up. is that the cell, like, what what did Anakin have? 20,000? Is that the reading well, they here, gave? Here, here, oh, over 20,000. 20, here, here's the actual count. Uh, now, there is no all-inclusive list, So, but what I could find is... For an average, for the average person, uh, for no force sensitivity, uh, there's going to be less than 2,000 per cell. The average human contains about 2,500 per cell. A mild force sensitive being is in excess of 5,000. According to Sith Lord Darth Tenebros, a being born of pure force had 15,000 or more. Grandmaster Yoda had about 20,000, and Anakin Skywalker was over 20,000. And you're saying that number is per cell? Per cell. That's my. Yes. That, that, there's, there's nothing out there. Well, like I said, the encyclopedia specifically states a microscopic life form that resides within all living cells. Now, if, okay. the, if Qui-Gon was able to test Anakin's blood and come up with that number, then that would imply some kind of a continuity between cells and that each cell would contain 20,000. Yeah, over. it gets repeated. That that point gets repeated several times on, on Wikipedia about it being part of the cell, yep. in which, which is why when um, he goes from pre-crisp Vader to Vader, uh, he still has all of his power except... <laughs> because it's stored per cell as opposed to, uh-huh. you know, yeah. and same reason, same reason Maul didn't lose half of his uh, midichlorians uh, after episode one, you know, because he was half the man he used to be. And <laughs> yeah. now I got that song going through my head and, uh, <laughs> um, you know, because it's, it's stored per cell and it's just, they, they go on about how it's, you know, yeah, you may have that many per cell, but can you harness it? Do you know how to use all of it? Um, yeah, there's... Uh, in. I read it, what I was reading was that it's actually kind of... The midichlorian is basically just a connector. It's, it's, the, it's the thing that lives inside of us that connects the living force to the cosmic force. And then sometimes you can get Arby special sauce to go along. (laughs) (laughs) But what's the Krabby Patty sauce? Really? We're going to go there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And whether, whether it was, there is some, what was I reading? I was reading something about whether his original, um, 
it, it did say you know his Lucas's original outline for the sequel trilogy uh, did explain um, he was going to go into the midichlorians a little bit more about how it connected to uh, or how it worked with the wills and he was remember because remember the original script uh, his original concept of all of this was involved the wills and um, he was going to tie it in a little bit more that way there's some debate on from what I was reading there's also some debate on whether he actually had the concept originally when he did the OT or not um, some people think he kind of wrote it in a little bit afterwards and that's where I say it was Lucas's biggest cop out it was a plot device no it was there before A New Hope but my my thought is, if he had, if Anakin has these twenty thousand per cell, and he loses both arms and legs, he's lost a lot of midichlorians. So by that by by that theory, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll let's go with that theory for a second. If you are fifty percent Irish, fifty percent German. If you lost both your arms and both your legs, are you less Irish or less German? No, it's 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 part of your DNA. It's part of your cells. If I'm half Irish and half German, which I pretty much am actually, I still like beer. Okay, that's that my answer. You, to that. But that doesn't make you any less Irish or any less German. See, you, you, you see, you can't even defend that argument. Oh no, I had to deflect the beer argument. Uh -huh, and what uh -huh, they keep uh -huh. what they keep going on about on Wikipedia is yeah, is that it's not a cumulative effect of all your cells added together. It's just. It's the potency per cell, which is what determines it. Oh, wait, wait. If you think you're going to win this argument, you've got another thing coming. <laughs> <laughs> this is Brown 4 signing off. <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. So, oh, um, damn. <laughs> Um, You've been now, waiting all night to do that one, haven't you? To, to, I, actually, no. I just pulled that out of thin air. Yeah, don't. He's got a sticky note up on his computer screen right now that says, "Squeeze this in." Probably does. Uh, the the uh, there is so to go back to one of Scruffy's points about it being there before New Hope. There is a deleted scene, and and it's possible. Again, it, there's no real concrete, but that I could find. But there is a deleted scene uh, where David Prowse. Uh, makes talks about the living force um, and I don't know I forget where I was reading it um, uh, I can't I can't remember it either because I read the same thing yeah and I don't which is what gave, know, which is what I gave me the impression that right the, the this midichlorian thing wasn't a afterthought in episode one it was something that was there from the beginning well, I think he had the wills, and I think he had the living force and the cosmic force and all that. But did he go to all the way down to the nitty gritty did, detail of midichlorians? Did he call it midichlorians? I that I can't I can't back that up at this point. I believe that he did. I believe that's true, but I can't. I have no source to say they came from here. So uh, something else I found that uh, kind of cracked me up. Um, some point, and I can't remember where it came from, and I have to do some more digging to get back to it. Um, I found I found this little article here. Uh, by these latter years of the Republic, midichlorians were a matter of public knowledge, though some found the idea of them to be unclear. 
and 22 BBY before Battle Yevon. The Spots Trade Chip Company released a set of trade chips of famous Jedi Knights featuring data, including midichlorian counts. Garnered from what the company called the best information available. However, the chips attracted criticism from the Jedi Order for their inaccuracies, as did the midichlorian counts provided. The orders, for example, proved wildly inaccurate number of 4 million spots that defended its product, claiming that all mistakes were minor. So at some point in time, before the battle you have in, you can go out and collect your little trading cards. Okay, so, so what <laughs> you're saying is that they had these things that's like, like a strength bar in a video game, and so if you knew that, you know, this Jedi didn't have that many. Oh, he's an easy target. We go after him. No, uh, uh, well, spots, tops. <laughs> yeah, but it's just my my, stupid, my, my point is it's just some stupid reference. Like, uh, that's the same thing as uh, sports trading cards. Well, you know what yeah, spots is. Just just take the S off the end, and it's tops. tops yeah, that's what cards. I said. Tops. Yeah. It's spots, tops. Yeah, it's just some stupid reference. Uh, kind of like. Um, Sports cards, yeah. And the stats of different ball players and stuff. But I just found that stupid uh, little article, little paragraph, to be just the dumbest thing I think I've ever read. Second only to uh, the information from the book Monsters of George Lucas. Was it? What was it called? <laughs> Monsters <laughs> and Aliens. Monsters and Aliens. Yes. Yes. There you go. That book is horrible. Well, well. Here, here's my thought. So let's jump into the sequel trilogy. When Ray goes to see Luke, why doesn't Luke test her midichlorians if he's wondering why she's there and who is she? Why doesn't he go, well, maybe she's connected with the Force. We ought to test her. I think Luke knew who she was and why she was there, but he wanted to know if she knew who she was and well, why she was there. You know, the that's actually a, that's a very good explanation because throughout The Last Jedi, he says, who are you and why exactly. are you here? repeatedly and then you get to episode nine and here's luke the force ghost going well you're a palpatine duh everybody knows it yeah and you think he was testing her you're you're oh. asking which you're asking which peanut was tastier than... okay sorry i lost i lost for a second there gotcha <laughs> Um, yeah, I think he was testing her. I think he wanted. To, I think he wanted to know what her purpose or what her definition of who I am and why am I here. Yeah, I can buy I'm... that. I can buy that actually, uh, because I, on May fourth and fifth, I, I sat and I watched all eleven Star Wars movies back to back to back, and and, and these things popped into my head. Yeah, we had nothing else to do for five uh, days. Yeah, I got to I got to sit in the basement for five days. It was wonderful. So I, I was pondering these things. And if you want to know, and I ran out of Star Wars movies, I, I did watch the rest of Picard. We can talk about that later if you want. You've got another thing coming. Damn. <laughs> you know, I did see somebody on YouTube that does it. They, uh, I think they're called the Angry Joe Show. I saw their thumbnail, and they said they gave it. Yeah, he reviews everything pop culture like that. But um, he goes on these rants, which I think is why he's called Angry Joe. But I saw his thumbnail for the latest Picard, and he's like, the first time I've ever given a zero out of ten rating. <laughs> oh, that and would be, almost, that would be the resistance. I oh, oh. and yeah, we still got to go back and review that. 
and I thought yeah, Picard well, season two was better than season one. I'm still I'm still waiting on you know somebody to uh, give us the green light for the dumpster fire uh, episode here. <laughs> I, I I man up and watched the whole th- whole resistance. I expect to do an episode on this, regardless of whether you guys got to go back and rewatch it or not. We're doing this. Uh, we can do that. Yeah. So, I mean, well, yeah, just... I've been hearing you say we could do that, but I have we, yet to see can... any action. All right, we'll commit so, it you know, to you know, now. You know, coming basically, soon. Basically, coming we'll, soon will be uh-huh. coming soon will be a series of episodes called the Dumpster Fire series. Basically, what we're gonna do is we're gonna log in one day, and I'm just gonna take over the whole show and start talking about it. And you guys can either join me or log off. And I'm gonna have my I'm gonna have my 45 minutes of buggles. Oh, wait, wait. How do we get a buggles? We were talking about midichlorians. Yeah, we are so so so. If you want to pull off this whole new trilogy crap, because uh, you know that whole all seven, eight, nine are just the most absolute horrible things on earth. Uh, I think I'd rather watch season Picard. And have to rewatch, uh, rewatch seven, eight, nine. I think but, I'd rather just have a fifth of Picardy. Ah. I can back that. All right, all right, no, well, all right. right. This episode's done. <laughs> um, so I, I think you know, with the whole Luke thing, and and I see where you know Brownie two and two point five. Because when I was googling, <laughs> two point five, they they were talking about you know Luke's midichlorians and stuff. But when you look through Wikipedia, um. You know, he here he is post, you know, the Jedi Order. Um, they're in ruins. He's spending his time searching the galaxy for relics, trying to put his little um, tree fort library together. And, <laughs> you know, he, he's probably not focused on midichlorians. And I think I read somewhere in Wikipedia that he really didn't become aware of it until a little bit later. Well, here's, know, here's the bottom line. Is he not the last Jedi? He is, besides Leah. Therefore, they have the highest limiting clearing count. They win. <laughs> did no, did you actually, see episode nine? Actually, actually, it would be uh, it would be Ray at this point because she's the only. No, I fell asleep through it. <laughs> actually, I didn't. I was too angry to fall asleep. <laughs> well, you know, I, to me, and going back to my opening argument here, to me, the best explanation of the force is the one obi-wan gives in episode four you know it's an energy field that surrounds all living things blah 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 it's so you're right right there blah 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 but it's left (laughs) mysterious and it's left mystical it'd be kind of like somebody doing you know to explain it further it's like somebody doing an entire series on boba fett and letting him take his helmet off no 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 what it's like is See, before they got into midichlorians, the force was wouldn't that something. Be, would, it, wouldn't that be breaking the law? Wait, wait, wait! Stop! Let me get to my point. Stop it! Breaking the law. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, I'm done. Thanks. Breaking I'm gonna cry. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. So, the um... all right, we're I'm not complete. Okay, so you know where the controversy came from after he he introduced midichlorians in episode one and it it took the mystery away it took the you know it put science behind what was this mystical energy 
you know, thing that surrounded us all, like you were saying that Obion was talking about. And it took the, almost kind of took the magic out of it when you started getting into the science of things, um, which caused the controversy. And in retrospect, in a way, I think it was appropriate for episode one to do that because it kind of starts to break down the whole, it was just another little caveat in breaking down why the Jedi Order was failing. You know, and it was just one of those, another nail in that they were just getting to be so full of themselves and, and everything. And that's a whole other discussion that we've talked about before, but it lost its mystery. And, you know, that's why it kind of alienated a lot of fans in the beginning and, and after episode one, because if you wanted a, a series, you know, based on science and tachyon beams and, uh, things like that, then, you know, the ever mystical tachyon beings. Don't, don't, don't go there. There's a series for that. Don't go there. Because, <laughs> uh, look, I, I, I like explanations. I know not everything can have an explanation. And that's a whole different podcast for a whole different, uh, different group. But I like explanations. I like to know scientific fact behind something. So I appreciated the, the midichlorine definition and all that. Yeah, it just took and, the mystery and, away and, from and, me. And and, and, uh, and I appreciated it without getting into tachyon beams and all that crap. <laughs> we, yeah, we're not going to go there. You know, that well, series also does time travel. <sighs> yep. And time travel is possible, yes. Yep, just especially if you're Superman. Just fly backwards really That's fast. right. That's right. And really? Uh, really? you could put the hey, really? you could put the California coast right back on. Really? Uh, yeah. And we're gonna uh, we're gonna go there. And and save a chain smoker's life. Um so. <laughs> I'm about to play some music. <laughs> uh, I, I see you know, I see DB's point, you know, because the Jedi I'm Order before the prequels had this you know it was built off the old samurai films and everything so it had that buddhist monk feels mixed with a samurai uh you know the warrior samurai with the monk beliefs kind of thing and it did it took the mystery out of it it was like the uh uh when the americans started you know broke their uh self-imposed you know um when they got into Japan and basically opened it up to the world, you know, and started introducing all these different concepts and everything. He just brought that up because he's screaming for vengeance. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Can y'all hear this eye roll I'm doing? Uh, oh, yeah. It's, it almost blew up my, blew up my headphones. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, back to the original question so that we can answer for for brownie 2 and brownie 2.5 who has the highest midichlorian count by definition of what we were able to look up now we're, we'll get we'll bypass all the uh theory and all the crap but uh anakin skywalker had over twenty thousand. by definition of what we have documented that's the highest midichlorian count there is Therefore, and I do believe that it that the, the whole you know twenty thousand was not transferred to Luke and Leia. I think their midi count was a little lower. 
uh, by definition of everything that we have between episode one and all that, Anakin was conceived of the midichlorians. Clearly, Luke and Leia were not conceived by the midichlorians. By that definition, I would say that they were lower. You know, I'm just looking at G DB there. He wants to bark it on this, so I'm, I'm no, not no. I, I I had a very inappropriate thought that. Well, I did too, and I'm trying not to go there. <laughs> you know, episode two had some of the tackiest, worst, uh, romantic scenes ever conceived. No, no pun intended. You are a hater. <clears throat> but you know, if How's Anakin, that? if Anakin had 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 his poop in a group he could have been like hey check out my midichlorians you know? <laughs> <laughs> you know no look here <laughs> you know he, he he missed the best pickup lines ever man i disagree i think his pickup lines were great i mean what is more romantic than sand sand is love love <laughs> is sand it's everywhere it gets <laughs> everywhere it's coarse it's rough <laughs> That's yeah, the just, very definition of love. Yeah, Come just, on. Oh, my gosh. What, what, <laughs> what an opportunity lost, though, man. How's that haterade taste, bro? <laughs> haterade? <laughs> haterade. How's that haterade taste, bro? <laughs> Nobody hates Star Wars more than Star Wars, Wars fans. fans. Yes. So I really never paid much attention to the midichlorian stuff. I just... I just honestly, I, honestly, I never did either. Um, it's one of those things I did look into one night because I couldn't sleep. But right. Um, in retrospect, like I said, you know, when I was doing the research and everything, and I was thinking about it, I mean, yeah, what another great caveat that he added to it he, that it is in episode one because, like I said, it kind of shows how just how over too into themselves the whole Jedi Order had become, you know, convoluted, and it had moved away from its kind of its its core fundamentals um you know and i think that's another discussion we need to have at some point who was the who was the the most ideal jedi but well that's a discussion for another day uh, especially with another series coming up pretty soon but you know uh, there, there, there was a great opportunity missed with the sequel trilogy especially if they were going to bring back palpatine which i don't think they ever had oh, a master plan but if there they were going to bring that was a lot of opportunity missed there. But it, but if you if you want to base it off of midichlorians and you and as you claim, Anakin had the highest count. Well, let's well, say I the didn't claim that. Wikipedia and our encyclopedias claim that. All right. Well, let's assume that Luke and Leia have a lesser amount because they weren't created by the Force. Here's the opportunity they missed: Luke and Leia together battling Palpatine to defeat evil once and for all that would have been a great mm. sequel trilogy because mm -hmm. according to reddit palpatine has between eighteen five to nineteen thousand, and luke, leia has fifteen thousand. so luke would have the same amount which would be 30 and uh yeah and then i don't just think it's reflect, i don't think it's cumulative and then they just reflect the tachyon beam back at palpatine and he's destroyed <laughs> 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 Well, one little thing I I did like in all the research was that uh, the, in that I read was that the one thing you did have to have you know a body for with the midichlorians and the, and the control of the force was uh, you needed you needed biomass basically you needed your body to project force lightning 
you needed your organic body and that's why Vader never had force lightning which I thought was a cool caveat um, that you had you can only expel the lightning through organic matter and I thought that was a very very cool um, concept worked in yeah you can still force choke somebody with a mechanical hand right I like it I like it Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah no not so much I still prefer the Force as a mystical, uh, you know, when you go back and, and look at all the old interviews with Lucas, he will tell you the Force is all religion boiled down to one basic concept. Mm. And, mm. <clears throat> and he, what he did with episode one was blow that up with science. Right. Looking for another song to <clears throat> throw out there. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, you know, I do like the fact that again that's what luke was bringing back that's what luke's understanding of it was he didn't have the science to go behind everything so his there's some quotes you know on wikipedia about how he's he wasn't he's con- just concerned about how people how powerful people are in the force he wasn't worried about midichlorians and that that came along later as he built his his library but it wasn't his concern it was more uh you know back to the mystical again and uh, thus his uh, Tatooine Tashi Station temper tantrum uh, with Yoda in uh, Last Jedi, you know, because um, he was revere, revering of the mysticism of the, the faith. Um, yeah, and I don't know where I'm going with that tangent. Uh, on that one. Sounds like you're trying to justify uh, The Last Jedi. So keep trying. Yeah, keep yeah. trying because you're never going to get there. I think the best part of that was Yoda bonking him on the head with the stick. I think that was Absolutely. The I think Absolutely. that was my favorite part. Actually, I think my favorite part was Canto Bite. Psych! <laughs> oh, don't even. Porks were the best part. Porks. Yeah, fried porks. Dude, don't be going there. <laughs> don't be going there. The look between Chewy when he was eating one. Oh, yeah. That look, that was great. You know, there's another great guest that Michael Havens could get. Get Eunice some with Suotamo. Oh, yeah, get, that would be cool. Get the new Chewy. I'd love to meet him. He's, he's enthusiastic about the role. Bring him on. I did. The guest I suggested, uh, we'll see if michael ends up doing anything with it but uh the one i proposed was actually he's a huge collector and a a fan nerd himself he just happens to have a role in star wars now but he he sits in on another podcast where they do all sorts of unboxings and stuff um and he's a huge collector himself so i thought how more perfect would that be to have at the show you know so uh he is going to reach out to the guy's agent and see if maybe uh, possibly for next year, which would be cool. Yeah. So if the new Chewy were on there, I could ask him, uh, what do porks taste like? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Chicken. Chicken. Tastes like chicken. chicken. Everything tastes like chicken. So. All right. So Brownie 2, Brownie 2.5, there's your answer. Anakin, according to canon. Um, if you're looking at Reddit, who knows? If you're looking at Quora, who knows? Google. It's we go back to Wikipedia uh, for our answers because that is kind of the compiled. If anything comes closest to the Journal of the Wills, I guess it would be Wikipedia, right? Um, in terms of everything Star Wars, so 
Um, yeah. Any final thoughts on that, guys? Yes, no, maybe so. Uh, nope. Any of the final thoughts are just going to make me mad. <laughs> um, I will, uh, so that maybe I can possibly get the uh, Rural Farm Boy Gold Star Nerd Point of the day. We'll throw in that uh, midichlorians, of course, were based on real life uh, mitochondria, which are the uh, energy centers for the cells. And uh, they kind of serve the same purpose. So, And then in, uh, oh, what year was it? Um, there was actually a new strain discovered, and it was named after midichlorians. They had to get Lucas's permission, and they actually named it. Um, really? Yeah. You're gonna you're gonna, you're gonna take that from me? Uh-huh. I have that on my paper in front of me right now. <laughs> Rural farm boy, I had that. I had that. I already had that information. Two thousand six. So. Yeah. Whatever. Newly discovered species of bacteria residing in the mitochondria was named Mitochloria mitochondrine. So, there you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Beat you to the point. All right. Uh, Normally, we'd move on to Collection Corner, but we kind of covered that at the beginning of the show when we talked about the ICCC wrap-up. How Uh, many more days do we got until that show comes out? uh, uh, Well, that's what I was going to talk about in Star Wars News, which is our next segment. And uh, apparently, there is a new show coming out in uh, 15 days from the time of this taping. And taping. Why do we even taping? call it taping anymore? Taping. taping. Was that even a, a term? That's no, such an eighties well, term. It used to be. I mean, it used that's to that's be. That's such an eighties term, taping. dude. I know, right? Well, Are you gonna tape that show? Did you tape my show tape. for me? <laughs> I'm gonna get. Oh no! I didn't rewind the VCR tape. <laughs> <laughs> for the record, I still have five working VCRs in my house. Mm-hmm. Oh, I still have a working VCR in my house. All set up in a stack so that he's got clean tapes in each one and then he just records the TV <laughs> all throughout the day. No, man, I, I go random and then I, I copy them, you yep, know? Yep. He's, got his, uh, <laughs> he's got Trouble tr- trouble with Tribbles episode all recorded and ready to go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm bringing a Tribble to the next convention. That's all I'm going to say. bird that Tribble. <laughs> so since we last recorded there, uh, or taped an episode, there has taped been... <laughs> Uh, there's been a ton of Star Wars news. I mean, celebrations coming up. I mean, there's just all sorts of stuff. Uh, they're announcing panels. They're, you know, this or that. We're not going to be there. Uh, hopefully, we'll uh, catch up with Toy Collector after he attends. Or, uh... no, I don't think SE was going, was he? I think it's just, uh... oh, no, SE was going to try to swing in because he was going to be in the area. Yeah. So maybe we can get uh, post-celebration updates. I'm fully expecting a lot of stuff, you know, with them pushing Kenobi back to that Friday. Um, I'm expecting a lot of announcements, you know, uh, at this point in the year, we know Andor's coming, uh, at some point after Kenobi and we know, uh, uh, the new ruler of Star Wars Mando season three is coming, uh, in December. But you know, the big question of course is Bad Batch season two, is it coming? Um, oh, and by the way. Uh, we will be discussing more Bad Batch in a couple of weeks. Uh, we're going to have some friends on from another show. They just got done with their whole series of ranking Bad Batch um, episode by episode and actually giving it scores. They were kind of, they were very tough on the show. A lot tougher than we were, that's for sure. And uh, I think we're going to have some fun talking to a few of them uh, in a couple of weeks. 
so we'll be announcing that uh, as we get a little closer. But uh, yeah, Kenobi's coming out in 15 days from today. And and I have to work that day. Yeah, well, that's going to be a 4 a.m. day for me. I will be off. I requested you're, that day off. I am going to be... always a little off, Scruff. I'm always a lot off, but hey. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they are doing... Uh, you know it's getting ramped up because uh, Ewan and Hayden and a couple... Uh, Deborah Chow and the actress, I'm blanking on her name, that plays Riva, uh, is they're doing the press tour right now. They were in Berlin the other day, London today, I think it was. And uh, R2. R2? R2. That was awesome. Um, speaking of an 80s sound effect. 70s, 80s. Yeah, was, yeah, that, was, no. that, the, was that the phone hanging on your wall that's got a cord that connects to it? Yeah, you know, yeah. that. You, that's the ringtone for my parents. That's how I know it's them. It's an old-fashioned mm-hmm. phone. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so we're... <laughs> I had my phone on the other day turned down really low, and I think... Oh, I was around somebody and but the volume was on and it was the alarm klaxon from the Empire, you know? From the Death Star and Star Destroyers yeah. and stuff. And somebody somebody was like, What was that? Oh, I think I was in the office talking to uh uh B D or something and <laughs> I had forgotten I set that for as a text alert for when my mom texts. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Um so <laughs> The uh, yeah, Kenobi's coming out in 15 days. Uh, I'm hoping no more trailers. Uh, it comes out during celebration. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of information coming out at celebration. Can't wait to cover all that. But uh, as we're getting close to Kenobi, uh, a lot of people have been throwing polls up on Twitter. And what so I wanted to pose it here what surprise character do you think could be in Kenobi? Who could they surprise us with? We already know Wilson's in it. We already know... B. Arthur. B. Arthur. That would be awesome. (laughs) I think... Oh, it's too bad she's gone. That would be the best thing they could do right there. Isn't it? Uh, 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 Akmina. Akmina, yes. You know, they... uh, they, they, Akmina's a bartender. They could use old footage and just blue screen Obi-Wan into it, you know? That would be awesome. Yeah, Obi-Wan goes in the canteen to get a beverage. Heck, Mina the bartender is there. Or what was Harvey Corman's character that, you know, drank through a hole in the top of his head or something? Oh, that I don't remember. <laughs> it's, too bad, it's too bad she's passed away. Uh, B. Arthur would make an awesome, uh, awesome guest at uh, ICC. He, you know, you know who we we could see is Chewbacca. Oh, maybe even Lumpy. Oh God, <laughs> he's still cleaning up his room. <laughs> well, you know, there, there's an interesting thought, Chewie. I mean, because in New Hope, you know, that would be completely plausible why Ben would talk to Chewie in the cantina. If exactly. They, if they had met sometime before. Oh, that's a really that's a really cool idea. You know, that's or cool. you could have a young Boba Fett. There are, there are characters that could wander through this. 
and I, I hope not. Although I don't, that not every episode has to have a main character to it. I also I'd agree like, with I'd that. Like, I'd like to see some cheesy, uh, cheesy appearances of somebody like uh, Acmeo the bartender or something. Right. Do you think they'll do the Black Kersantan storyline where he kidnaps Owen after he maybe? Oh. Maybe uh, maybe Obi Wan hires Black Crescenton after he lips off to him about the whole training of the boy comment. And, uh, <laughs> I I love the memes that have come out. I posted one up on uh, Twitter today. It was um, Bo Katan looking at Dinjar and saying that can only be one in combat. And then Owen <laughs> Owen Lars say it. And, uh, oh, like you want it in combat from Sabine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> and then her look at Bo-Katan look at all bad. I threw that up on, on Twitter today. Um, there was uh, there was one uh, from episode three where it's like uh, uh, something about saving your saving Padme's life, or, or and Owen's like, oh, like you saved Padme's life or something, and and yes. uh, just the, the those memes are just been priceless. I love those. I can't get enough of them. Um, but yeah, Chewie would be very cool. That would be a very cool one-off. Um, but yeah, do you think they'll do the Black Crescenton storyline uh, where they, where he, you know, kidnaps Owen and Baru, and then Obi Wan's got to go save them? Yeah, I think it's possible. It would seem they would have to pay somebody some kind of licensing fee for that, wouldn't they? I don't know. Or is it all just under the umbrella of Star Wars? You know, Disney owns it. Right. Yeah. When did that comic come out? We should reach out to CJ and find out if that right. comic is canon or not. Um, but yeah, any other? I mean, they did film. You know, they were filming Book of Boba in uh, Kenobi around the same time. Well, could, you know, Ahsoka Tano could wander through. Uh, could Tamara? do a, you know, there was thoughts about him doing like a Cody appearance or something, which I don't know. I think that would be a bit much, honestly. I think it would be oh, yeah, a bit much. Yeah, I think that, like you said Scruff, that I think that would actually detract from it a little bit if they brought Cody in, but it would sure light up the prequel fans, though, that's for sure. Uh, yes, um, it would. And then, if they were to bring in a younger Boba, would they would they have Lo Daniel Logan play him, or would they once again hire a completely new actor that's on screen for two minutes and then would be able to ride the whole Boba Fett uh, popularity uh, train for the rest, <laughs> rest of his life? Because they do call out, uh, doesn't Reva say something, or somebody says something about you know, hiring bounty hunters? Uh, in that last trailer, so we did see what looks like Forlom. And, uh, now, see, that would be a cool cameo because it's not a character we've already been familiarized with in in a major way. It would be fun to see, you know, Forlom or or Bosk or IG88, you know, Dengar. Yeah, yeah, I, I would be okay with that. I could have with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, I don't know who else. I mean, it'd be, uh, yeah, I don't know who else they could work in. Of course, everybody's crying for a live-action uh, 
showdown between Obi-Wan and Maul, but I think leave that alone personally. No, they've already wrapped that story up. They don't need to go back there. I, I think the way they did it in Rebels was just perfect. It was Let fantastic. It yeah, I, I agree. The only thing would have made it better is Buggles. Maybe yes. maybe we'll see. What what and what is Buggles? What is his species? Sand turd. Oh. Oh. <laughs> really? <laughs> Don't be hating on Buggles. Oh come on, Tatooine's one giant sandbox, so you know. Tatooine is just a planet of love, one big love planet. Yeah, you know, for for a place that's supposedly, you know, in the outer rim and the you know farthest from the center of the galaxy, a whole lot of stuff happens there. I just, know, right? Just saying. Mm-hmm. Hey, Buggle, Buggles is a male pet Vorpak. No Vorpak, yeah, there we go. Vorpak, yes. <laughs> Nobody cares. I'd rather have a six-pack. Uh, but, you know, if you're, we're talking general Star Wars news, it was posted this week that they started filming on the Ahsoka series. Yes, they did. You're absolutely right. And, and I'm, I'm kind of stoked for that because we're going to get to see Grand Admiral Thrawn. Right on your birthday, too. And and I did find out, I did not know this, that I share my birthday with Rosario Dawson. Mm-hmm. I'm considerably mm-hmm. older, but we have the same birthday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm excited to see where they go with that. I, You know, I'm still, I don't know. I'm hoping the series will turn me around. I was not as excited to see Ahsoka in live action. Uh, I mean, I, I think Rosaria did a great job and everything, but there's just certain things about Snips and her character in, in Clone Wars and, and Rebels and the, the physics of her species fighting and everything. It just, I don't know. They, they, I think they did a pretty good job in, in Mando, you know, kind of working with that. Um, you know, the rooftop scene where they're jumping off is pretty cool and all that, but um, in slight of camera work and everything, but a whole series, I will see, you know, I'm being interested. Again, Thrawn is one of those, I hope they do him justice. He's, I'm almost done with the, his prequel series right now on the books, really enjoying it. And Thrawn is one of those legendary characters for me that, yeah, he's got kind of a myth, a mythos about him, a myth status for me. And, I just hope they do him justice. I don't want to see. Don't crack that egg open like we did Boba Fett. Leave him kind of mythical. And you know what? You know what we didn't talk about with the whole ICC thing? Is meeting Timothy Zahn, the creator of Thrawn. What a nice guy he was. He was awesome. Absolutely. Absolutely. I got to thank him for creating Thrawn. I'm sure he hears that thousands of times every autograph session he does. Probably, what a gentleman! Yeah, it can't get it's, it's can't be can't get old for him. Hearing it, I mean, he is the person that reignited Star Wars in the early '90s when it was the you dark know, times. It, it, the dark times, it, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and his little trilogy got everybody worked up again. Well, we talked to SE, you know, um, over at Wikipedia, and that's what brought him into Star Wars was the Zon trilogy and you know got him into it and yeah it did it reignited a passion uh for a lot of people that had gone dormant uh myself included uh during that phase you know um until they got to the weapon of the week uh, yeah portion of the expanded universe but other than that um yeah absolutely loved and zon's writing style is just good i just i like his style of writing 
it's very um, easy to read. Yeah. There was a rumor uh, going around that that might be his last appearance or that he's not going to be doing them much more. Um, so we'll see. Maybe we got to maybe one of the lucky few. I don't know. But yeah, real nice guy. Super easy, approachable, easy to talk to. Uh, where they had him located was... I wouldn't have expected he would have been, you know, I mean, he was just in this one location. I was just like, he's just right there. There's no barricades, no nothing. He was just right there. And he graciously that... took a picture with us. Oh, I know. I know. It was so good. Um, thankfully. Yeah. I mean, that was definitely a highlight. Definitely one of my highlights of the show for sure. But yeah. Um, Ahsoka. I, I, I just hope they do Thrawn justice. I really do. I, I just... I, I just... Yeah. He's one of those characters. And you've got to get the mannerisms and the voice. You know, Rebels was pretty decent with him. I think Rebels did an awesome job yeah, with that character. Rebels treated him very well. Yeah. And... Uh, yeah. I just, I just hope live action does as well. So... All right. Um, yeah, if there's nothing else, guys, I think that's a good note to go out on. Um, we got a couple weeks and some new shows coming out, so. Plenty to talk about in the upcoming weeks. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And uh, once again, we'll just recap. Uh, according to canon, according to all of our research, uh, Anakin um, has the highest midichlorian count, unless you're talking... Uh, who's alive at the moment, and then it would be uh, Ray Amidala. I mean, Palpatine. I mean, Skywalker. Um, <laughs> whatever. whatever her name is. Whatever her name is. She's got to have Amidala blood in her. I mean, she has to. I mean, she fell for a manic, obsessive killer, just like her, just like Padme. So, I mean. No, that's true. Mm hmm. Got to be some uh, something in the midichlorines in the blood. Got to be. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. I, I got to say, there was one thing I was disappointed in in the ICCC. I did not see a single Jackson cosplayer. <laughs> and uh, I've got to say, I was very happy to uh, not see a single Jackson cosplayer, <laughs> nor did I see a single Jackson action figure. I see one on the shelf behind you, so I, I wish our listeners could see that right now. Well, absolutely, he's there. He's there. Uh, I grew kind of attached to the figure while uh, he was <laughs> while yours was still sitting in my house here. Uh, I will give a shout. I had to have it. I want to give a shout out to CJ and uh, the Skinny Podcast. He was listening to his. Uh, he was doing a breakdown of Kenobi uh, in comics, and he went back to the original run and was actually talking about all of the appearances of Kenobi in the original comics. Um, and he did talk about the, the uh, issues that had Jackson uh, in him. So excellent. Sh shout out yeah. to CJ on that. So, Not excellent. But he, uh, yeah, it was, th that's a, you guys should go listen to that episode when he talks about Kenobi in the old, in the original comics. Cause uh, there were some, definitely some, uh, it was cool to hear him talking about it because he was like, well, I think this takes place before Empire and then the comics kind of go into Empire and, and uh, it was just kind of cool because I, I actually don't know if I've ever read any a lot of those, but he was talking about um, kind of how the Force was being presented and how many times Luke actually communicated with Ben after 
then died, uh, Obi-Wan died in New Hope and how many times they actually communicated between New Hope and Empire in the comics. There's quite a, there's quite a few times. Yeah. 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 If you go back to the original, original Marvel run from the late 70s, um, early in the run, maybe in the high teens or early 20s for numbers of the issue, there was a story from Obi-Wan Kenobi's past. And I'd have to go back and read it, but it was one of the few times they, uh, mm-hmm. the original run, you know, did a standalone Obi-Wan story. Yeah, I think he made reference to that in that episode. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yubcast re- retweeted the uh, Bo-Katan Owen Lars uh, tweet that I did earlier today. Nice. So, and uh, want to give uh, Halo64 on Twitter a quick shout-out. They uh, gave us a little quick shout-out. They listened to one of our... They must have been listening to our Book of Boba episodes, and they pulled out a thread uh, that we had talked about um, in... Uh, Book of Boba, where it talks about um, the uh, how in books you jump around from story to story, character perspective to character perspective, and the show was called Book of Boba. So, uh, Halo sixty four. Thanks for uh, thanks for bringing that point up again. And uh, one of those little caveats that uh, I did enjoy Book of Boba. I I liked it. So I can't wait for Duel of the Ranks. Uh, there's some friends of ours that. I mentioned earlier we're gonna have monsoon see how their ranking is of that because i know they're gonna they've got to be probably pretty harsh on it if they were as harsh on book of our uh, bad batch as they were uh as they will be on uh, yeah <laughs> we shall find out but all right enough distractions squirrel any other final thoughts before we get out of here guys or you know what instead of uh squirrel i'm just gonna start saying buggles buggles <laughs> Come on, you, even you have to admit that was the only redeeming quality of uh, resistance. I, I re- no, no, not no, not gonna agree. Not not gonna give you that one. The uh, only redeeming of resistance was the uh, final credits on the uh, last episode because I knew I was done. Okay, well, dumpster fire episode. We're gonna have it one of these days, <laughs> even if I gotta take over the whole show. <laughs> If I if I was the last holdout, haven't watched, haven't haven't seen the whole thing. I watched the whole thing just for this podcast, and we have yet to complete that episode. So I did like. Well, you know what? I, I take that back. I liked the storyline of what was the one girl that left the group and went to go fly for the Empire, and then had the change of heart. I liked her story arc. She had the best story arc in the whole show. Yeah. Save, save it for the dumpster fire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. All right. And on that positive note, I think we're going to get out of here tonight, uh, broadcasting live from our wives' basements. Um, you know, I think that's what we're going to call our new mobile headquarters. You know, we'll just call it the, uh, it wouldn't be the New Republic, wouldn't be the Old Republic. It would be the Mid-Republic, uh, Mid-Republic LB something wives yeah like the uss wives basement (laughs) (laughs) there we go our mobile headquarters i don't know i'll come up with something anyway all right guys any final thoughts before we get out of here 
Buggles is awesome. Jackson sucks. Oh, I knew I should have ended the show. <laughs> yes, you should have. All right. And with that, <laughs> for Brown 2, not Brown 3, by the way, uh, for Brown 2 and JP Brown 4, uh, this is Brown Leader signing off. And you have been listening to Hyperspace Heroes. That's no moon. Hey, Scruffy, keep living after midnight. Oh, yes. Thank you. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law. Breaking the law.